All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube about to crack the 100,000 subscribers. We'll talk about this. And also in this show, we're going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and also show you how we are trading it. And today's Monday, March 20th. And there's a lot going on. It seems that the banking crisis continues. First Republic Bank is, is plummeting and then over the weekend, we heard that UBS buys Credit Suisse for 3 billion Swiss franc at a huge discount. We'll take a look at this. And then we have the Fed meeting this week. So what can we expect? And more importantly, how are we trading these markets? Because we entered a few positions on Friday and we'll show you what we did. By the way, if this is your first time here, the one with the bruise on my head, <laughs> Marcus Hotcutter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach, uh, my head coach Mark Hodgson. We're real traders who trade live accounts, so therefore we got a lot of trading experience, and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So, trust me, we know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So, if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And I mean, there is never a dull moment, Mark. Right? Mark, it's all over the place, Marcus, just like you and uh, your little scuffle with a raccoon. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember there was a movie. Um, well, anyway, uh, whether it's squirrels flying out of Christmas trees or raccoons coming at you fast and furious, I wouldn't have even noticed the bump on your head unless you mentioned it. So, right. Well, now everybody you, knows it. You doing okay? You okay? <laughs> I ran into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a raccoon somewhere involved in the story. There but that's was a raccoon day. somewhere involved in this story. Yes, and uh, I, I am the hero, so I'll stick to that. You're the hero. <laughs> that is You're my the part hero. of the story. <laughs> well, hey, going back to the markets. Gosh, uh, I, you're like you said, never a dull moment, and uh, we're all over the place, up, down, sideways, up, down, sideways, trying to figure out if this banking worry is something uh, that traders need to be fearful of or if it's a little bit overdone. Yeah. So let's start with the uh, FRC because uh, First Republic Bank has been in the news this morning down another 12%. I, I mean, they plummeted last week and ever since the SIVB collapse, they are now down 85%. So it seems that they are in the crosshairs here of traders and investors where they say this could be the next bank to fail. And uh, I mean, with them being massively down, they have been dragging down the uh, the regional banking index here uh, quite a, a lot, even though yeah. this morning it's up and we'll talk about the other regional banks here in a moment. Sure. There you have the symbol uh, KRE. It's the regional banking ETF representing those regional banks. And yeah, I mean, this is where there still is some uncertainty and uh, will more banks fail? Uh, is it going to be, uh, you know, overdone, isolated uh, with with the, the measures that have taken place, other banks coming to the rescue to provide liquidity to some banks. I mean, this is where there's still some uncertainty. I believe, I believe it's a bit of an overreaction, but um, there there's still risk there. Yeah. I mean, even uh, global banks, Marcus, uh, Deutsche Bank. Yeah. Was that pretty good? Deutsche Bank. Deut Deutsche Bank. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, they were down 5% earlier, but it looks like they snapped back. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is where over the weekend we had the news that UBS is buying 
Credit Suisse at a massive discount. So uh, as of Friday, I believe that they were worth, uh, what, around 16 billion. And uh, then we heard that uh, they're taking them over. UBS are taking them over for $3 billion or something like this. Yeah, so, 3.2 billion with the combined bank to have 5 trillion in assets. Um, it, yeah, it was a, a big discount and uh, really uh, they made it clear that it was for, you know, emergency measures or the the Swiss government it was involved in in the deal or yeah. brokering it. Making UBS a massive bank and this is where we saw this morning UBS are already soaring because now as said what is it 5 trillion dollars as it uh, as it's under management. I mean yep. we got to see Credit Suisse, I mean, they've been around for what, 165, 166 years or something like this. I, I mean, this is significant, but we already talked about it. I mean, they, they were mismanaged and had problems for quite a while. It goes back to February 2021, so it has been two years. So kind of the writing was on the wall. And I think that just right now in this market environment, it has accelerated. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, that's where right now I think that there's a just some nervousness because who's next? Is there someone next? Is this, uh, you know, a, a 2008 type scenario, which I don't believe so. And it seems like those looking into it say that this is different, but it doesn't mean that there isn't uh, some more, you know, concerns on the horizon. Yeah. And right now, benefiting from this, absolutely gold. I mean, gold trading here at a, at a multi-month high this morning, trading above 2000 for the first time since April 2022. So almost a year ago. Yeah, nice move in gold. And, you know, it was interesting because with in higher inflation and uh, recession concerns, you know, many people thought that gold would be spiking uh, sooner and rallying faster, uh, but that was curtailed by the strong dollar. Uh, so for the longest time, the U.S. dollar was so strong it was putting a, a you know a, a damper on gold's rally. There you have the dollar index, right? Uh, typically, when you have a strong dollar, you have a lower gold, um, and when you have a weak dollar, you have higher gold. So now we're kind of getting you know not only this this, you know, uh, effect of the flight to safety uh, with what's going on with banks, but also that weaker dollars um, put in gold where some expected it to be a long time ago. Well, plus gold has some competition. Bitcoin. I mean, look at this Bitcoin trading at what? A nine months high uh, at 28,000. So over the weekend rallying, I mean, it started with the banking crisis and uh, if you look at, at Bitcoin year to date, up 70% year to date. I mean, that's, Crazy. that's quite a move, right? <laughs> yeah, so highest. The, the serious competition to gold, the flight yeah, into yeah. cryptocurrencies. Well, or uh, just a bank fail hedge, <laughs> right? Everybody getting excited, thinking that, okay, the banks are finally, you know, uh, done for and uh, let, let's go to, to crypto highest since June 12th of 2022. We'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But hey, you, you can't uh, not notice that move. Yeah. And then crude oil. I mean, crude oil, uh, that's uh, I mean, some call it the recession indicator and crude oil trading at a multi-month low. I mean, last time it was trading as low was in December 21. 
So it has been a while. Uh, this morning it was trading at 65, bounced back a little bit here. Now it's 66.50. But uh, so what do you think? Is this the recession indicator that some people like to say like to say about it? Well, you know, it's interesting, Marcus, because because uh, you have uh, supply and demand factors with, with crude oil that's, you know, uh, affecting prices. And if there's, uh, you know, a recession or lower demand because of lower uh, economic activity, that could be true. Um, but another commodity that's often viewed as a, uh, a, a bellwether benchmark to uh, economic activity would be copper. Uh, HG1 uh, is the, the symbol there. And copper's really kind of hanging in there. So I wonder if it's more just, you know, you have this tight range for the longest time in crude oil. We're getting a little bit of a dip, but it's interesting to see that copper's holding up. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, these markets are definitely fun to trade. So uh, before we take a look at our trades, we got to take a look at the economic calendar. And honestly, there's only one big event on the economic yep. calendar this week, and that is the Fed meeting. So two day policy state or two day policy meeting that is kicks off tomorrow where the Fed meets behind closed doors to do their secret meeting and uh, do their secret squirrel talk. And then finally, on Wednesday in the afternoon at 2 p.m., you get the Fed funds rate, which uh, nobody really cares about the Fed statement. Well, uh, people care about the Fed's fund rate. But what I'm getting at is that the press conference, I think, is going to be the biggie. And there is some uncertainty to whether or not we're going to have no rate increase or a quarter point. Right, right, right. Because that is the big question right now. And uh, as we're looking at the uh, CME FedWatch tool, I mean, this almost changes hourly. Right now, traders are expecting a 74% probability that there will be a quarter percent hike. 25% probability of that there's no interest or hike. And... Uh, I mean, we talked about this table and, and this also almost changes hourly of what the Fed is planning to do over the next few months. Right now, traders believe that we will stay at this rate, that we have one more rate hike, stay at this rate, and then that the Fed will have to decrease interest rates uh, in order to yeah, avoid a financial crisis here. Yeah, I, and I need to claw back my uh, statement that nobody cares about the Fed funds rate because this time it is a bigger deal. I'll, I'll give you that. And, and you know, it's interesting because you saw the probabilities there. And uh, for a while, it, there was uh, questions over whether or not we get a 50 basis point hike and then uh, whether or not we'd stay the same. Right now, the probabilities are pointing to a quarter point, which I do think that the Fed is going to uh, go with. and there's still some uncertainty here. Goldman Sachs, they believe that because of the stress on the banking sector that the Fed will not uh, raise rates this time around. Uh, I think that they kind of need to stay the course because I think if they do not raise rates, it will actually create more worry and fear in the market and they still need to tackle inflation. That That's their goal right now. Um, so I think the quarter point is in the cards and the Fed's going to be doing that, but we'll have to see. Yeah. And this is where the markets are just nervous right now and waiting and uh, saying, okay, what's happening? So today, slightly higher, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of a sell-off before Wednesday, because uh, I mean, at some point there might be some profit taking and we talk about the positions here in a moment. 
But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's take a look at this. Uh, for example, CTRA, uh, that's one of our positions. So CTRA this morning, nicely bouncing back. So right now up 1.3%. Again, you got out of this. Uh, I'm still in it uh, because I wanted to collect the dividend, which was a nice uh, 3000 and something dollar payment or will be paid on March 29th. But I was the shareholder on record. So uh, this here with the slump in crude oil, CTRA, Cotera Energy was being taken down, but right now bouncing back. So not too concerned about this one. Yeah, it's, it's trading in a nice range for the wheel. And I, I think it's still a good wheel candidate. I wanted to let it go at 26 and I'm uh, happy with that decision. But I was looking at maybe selling puts again on uh, CTRA last week. Didn't end up doing that, but I think it's a, a good candidate around these levels. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about Google first. Uh, so Google right now is uh, still a little bit down, even though the Nasdaq is up. And uh, I believe that this is just some profiting because Google was on a tear here. And uh, I mean, at some point, if you have a run up here in Google uh, over what the course of a week of uh, around 15%, I'm not surprised that there's a little bit of profit taking here. So right now, still down for the day, 0.4%, but uh, already climbing back up. And uh, I have the 108 uh, position here uh, with a break even at 103.04. So we'll, we'll see what happens here for the remainder of the week. Yeah, you know, Marcus, uh, AMD, similar uh, for me, uh, where we had this big, big run up over the last uh, week or so. Uh, and with that run up, I have my assignment at 104, my break even is around 94, 95. And so I decided to sell the 101 calls, get 80 cents on that, bring my break even down. I believe that the, uh, that the rally was a little overdone and we get a pullback this week. That's why I decided to sell calls slightly below my cost basis. Uh, it took off a little more than expected, but today down 3%. I believe for the same reason. Yeah. And again, I mean, this was a 25% run. I mean, at some point you'll see some profit taking. I mean, after yeah. what, uh, one, two, three, four, five updates in a row. And again, every day, 5% move. So yeah, not too surprised there. All right. Uh, so let's talk about uh, two new positions before we get to PNC. So on Friday, uh, I took uh, the General Motors position. I sold the 3150 expiring on Friday. And that is still available right now. I mean, I got uh, a little bit more. I got, uh, let's just see, uh, 30 cents, uh, but right now uh, still available for 14 cents. Uh, so if there's something that anybody is interested in, I, I, I like this trade here, right? I mean, 31.50 seems to be solid support here for GM. Nice chart. I agree with you. I didn't take the trade. Well, why? <laughs> just because, well, no, I mean, be because honest. also when we look at the fundamentals, right? I mean, just going back here, we see low P ratio 5.4 dividend yield of one. And if you look here at the quarterly statements, uh, we see super solid here. Uh, the annual uh, revenue and income also super solid. So for, for me, this was a good trade. Yeah, Marcus, and uh, fair question why I didn't take it. Really twofold. Um, one, I wanted to have an open spot this week in case we get some volatility in another shopping day. Last week, there were many opportunities. I was able to uh, take advantage of quite a few uh, trades and actually close them. Uh, but I would like an opportunity uh, or a slot after the Fed 
I would I like stocks to rally. That would help my AMD position. But uh, if we get a pullback, I want some uh, buying power available. Uh, the yeah. other reason that is a little more discretionary, you know, how sometimes there's just a stock or maybe an industry that you're just not the biggest fan of. <laughs> I hear you. You know, like some people are afraid to trade airlines. They lost money in airlines, and they just say airlines suck. I'll never trade them again. The automotive industry to me is just kind of a just a slow mover. I, I don't know. I I have a little bit of a bias there, but it's like I like it as far as you know. Trade what you see, not what you think. Great chart, great fundamentals. Absolutely agree with the decision. Uh, just not for me. Yeah. But the one that we both took was the IWM trade. So that's on yep. the uh, on the Russell uh, 2000. So the trade that we took here is the 163 put. That is no longer available this morning. Uh, this trade is up right now, 60% of the max profit. So this is working out well, especially with today. The Russell moving higher, being up almost 2%. So that was a great trade that occurred on Friday that we both took. Yeah, love that one. Nice chart and uh, might be able to close it soon yeah and again i like to have up to five positions in my portfolio so i'm being full because the last one here for both of us is pnc and pnc this morning even though uh so that's uh pnc financial services uh they are rallying right now 4.7 percent up even though uh first republic bank is still massively down yeah nice to see another uh rally here a little bit of a slow start but uh, great to see that follow through, and I'd love to see it pop above 130. I, again, I think that the reaction to the banking sector was a little bit overdone, um, and I know that uh, many traders in the mastermind group were able to take advantage of some opportunities that popped up last week because that fear had uh, put so far below uh, the current market price for many financial stocks like Morgan Stanley, uh, JP Morgan, I mean, even uh, Bank of America, there were some opportunities well below where it's trading now. Uh, this one, I, I think we could get a bounce and uh, be selling calls soon. Yeah, I'm also very confident here. And uh, before we take a look at what's happening exactly in the markets right now, we got to take a look at this. You guys are awesome. Look at this. We are nice. 19 subscribers away from cracking the 100,000 here on the channel. So if this is your first time watching here and you're not yet subscribed to the channel, do us a favor, just subscribe. We, we are 19 subscribers away from cracking 100,000. We're super excited about this. I thought that we could celebrate it with you this morning live as we are crossing oh, the 100,000. Seems that we can do this tomorrow with you. But yeah, super excited about this. So thank you uh, for being uh, loyal fans of this show here and supporting us on Spotify and also on YouTube. So looking at the five minute chart of the S&P, it seems to be up, up and away. I mean, today, uh, the big gainer so far, the Dow up more than 1%, the S&P up 0.8%. But even the Nasdaq uh, that was earlier negative are now turning positive. So everything, it seems right now, a little bit positive for the day. And I do believe that this is where we will end up uh, slightly positive for the day. I don't see a massive rally but uh, probably slightly up uh, going into this week's me uh, main event, the meeting on Wednesday. I'm a little surprised by this uh, pop, but I'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. 
So anyhow, as you can see, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. So make sure that you like this video, that you subscribe to the video, and then you tune in tomorrow again. And we also have a few more videos for you right here. Check this out. These videos show you how we trade, how we are thinking, what we are doing here. Uh, and uh, then we'll see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.